0: Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm John, and today it is episode 43 of Transformers Armada. It is Puppet. This episode was written
1: by Rio Motohira, and the last time on Transformers Armada, Optimus returned without a single upgrade or new coat of paint. Nope. How's Herman supposed to support his abandoned children and various drug habits without new toys to sell? Anyway, in this episode, the series narrator tells us what happened in the last episode, and we have an opening bumper.
0: And when we come back, Megatron seems happy that Optimus is alive again, and the other Decepticons really don't understand why he's so happy about that, but it's better than him yelling at them, so they'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And back
1: with the Autobots on, like, the deck or the nose or the surface or whatever their spaceship, they all welcome him back, and uh, they decide that somehow all the Minicon Firefly
0: things brought him back. Pretty much. Yeah, that's, it'd be that and his desire for peace that was stored (laughs) in the Matrix and (laughs) you notice how they gave Alexis the pink helmet, like all the kids have different helmets, like why do they need to be different colors and why did you have to give the girl the pink one? Maybe it's her favorite color, I don't know.
1: You never know. But, but that whole Optimus explanation thing, it makes no sense, it's backed up by no proof, which means it's completely unimportant to the story. And, oh, did you notice though, uh, Hotshot started calling him sire?
0: Yes, he said, well, because Optimus is like, all right, who's fucking stupid idea was it to bring oh, yeah, these yeah, kids yeah. along was it you hotshot and hotshot's like uh yes it was sire and then red's like no well you know i kind of twisted his arm to let us come along and optimus is like i'd have made the same decision and no you wouldn't have you would have insisted the kids stay on earth where they're safe also it wasn't hotshot or Red. it was all the Minicons
1: who refused to let anything happen until the kids were brought along but optimus says you know what uh Hotshot made the right choice. We wanted to bring you and the Minicons here where you would be
0: safe. He somehow insists that the ship is safe, and then Unicron shows up. Well, yeah, it's that giant black splotch with lightning inside it. It's flying right at them and Optimus is like, All right, everybody go to bed. I mean everyone inside. And they all run to get back <laughs> inside the ship, but Carlos, I guess, gets grabbed by the energy coming from this thing, and Red Alert runs back and grabs him, pulls Carlos to safety. And he gets away, but now Red Alert is trapped. Yeah, this is actually some pretty good tension. You know, all in all,
1: Paul. Especially for a Ryomoto Hero episode, this ain't bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of tension is Red Alert's getting pulled away. Hotshot runs for him. I was a little disappointed to see Optimus just hold back, sideswipe, and close the doors. But yeah. Red Alert and Hotshot get pulled into this... I, I call it Unicron, because it's like the cloud that comes with Unicron, but I, I yeah. don't know, is it a
0: warp hole? I just put down Vortex, whatever it is. And yeah, it, Everything fades to black, and when we come back, we're in the glowing sea from Fallout 4, I guess, and sitting yeah. at the top of a tree, for lack of anything else to call it, is a shadowy, optimist-looking Transformer with red eyes. Ooh. Uh, So, Red Alert
1: wakes up, and Hotshot does as well, um, and somehow Red Alert just knows they're on a planet on, quote, the other side of the universe.
0: I wrote that down, too. I am half halfway, but yeah, good enough. But, uh, and then Red Alert's like, all right, well, we better let them know where we are. He starts transmitting a signal, which the Autobots, halfway across the universe, immediately pick up. <laughs> to make it even more ludicrous, uh,
1: the Decepticons are already here.
0: Yeah, they're here because why not? And uh, why not? back with the Autobots, uh, Hotshot and Red Alert. Hotshot thinks he sees something through the trees, and sure enough, something starts shooting at them.
1: Yeah, they get attacked.
0: Why, hello there, good sir. My name is Herman J. Peckowena, and boy, oh boy, do I have some toys to sell you. What the fu- That's right, dear old buddy, old pal. It's truly me, Herman J. Peckowena, whom you and all of your dear listeners have grown to love and admire over these so very many years. Who is it? You wouldn't believe me. Herman. What's with the clown outfit and the teacup poodle and the honky horn sticking out of your pants? Oh, you mean this? Hey,
1: was that a honky horn?
0: Herman, what the hell are you doing? Are are you back on cocaine? Oh my! Oh my, oh Murphy, oh my! Why, I would never do drugs! Don't you know that they are very, very bad for you? So why do you look like a PEZ dispenser? Well, let me tell you, old buddy, or pal, or friend, or companion, <laughs> Just or... tell me! I've decided
1: to completely change my personality, and appearance, and motivation,
0: with almost no time left to validate any of it! Like they did in this show? Why, yeah! Did you get a Nemesis Prime? No. Did you get me a honky horn? (sighs) Anyway, uh, they take cover and Hotshot tells whoever it is to show themselves, and then I call them Dark Optimus, but Nemesis Prime drops out of the sky between them. Yeah, he doesn't introduce himself, technically, till later.
1: Um, They... Oh, they, they, he fires at them, and then from far off, the Decepticons, I think it's Demolisher, Megatron, and Starscream? I think it's yeah. just those three. They see the explosion, so they go to investigate, and Hotshot and Red Alert are like, you know what, fuck this, let's get out of here. So they transform to flee, and Nemesis Prime transforms and follows them.
0: And they seem surprised by that. Like, yeah. if, if it looks like Optimus, of course it's going to transform. But yeah, the Autobots realize the Decepticons are chasing them now, too, so they... Stop and transform, because I guess I thought that would be a good idea. And (laughs) they think Nemesis Prime, because he says his name now, is a new Decepticon, I guess.
1: Yeah, Megatron even says, like, oh, you've got a new look, or I like your new style. And then Nemesis... Prime turns around, and uh, apparently his third form, he's a triple changer because he's also Go-Go Gadget.
0: Yes, he grabs Megatron by the throat, but his arm is exactly Go-Go Gadget arm. It turns into this, like, mechanical tentacle. Yeah. He just lifts Megatron right off the ground with it.
1: Yeah, tosses him, or no, slams him in the ground, and then uh, Starscream, I think it is, watches his hand. This is actually really neat. It's kind of a cheap effect visually, but it's, rather than his hand just retracting like a mechanical arm, it goes through about... three or four stages
0: of morphing back to his regular arm. Yeah, like T-1000 kind of shit. Very much so. And uh, Hotshot runs in and just smashes him one, but before he can land another punch, Nemesis Prime grabs his fist and just tosses Hotshot. Yeah, and this
1: guy is tough as nails, and Megatron's like, you know what? Fuck this. And he aims the Requiem blaster at Nemesis Prime, but also at Hotshot and Red Alert, and interestingly enough, Starscream comes in and goes, wait, 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 but too
0: late. Yep, there's this huge flash of light, and And on the Autobot ship, red alerts from the other side of the universe, disappears (laughs) off the screen, and commercial break.
1: I I, I don't know who their service provider is, but I gotta get on their plan. Uh, When we come back, I I love this, Blur is flying the ship as fast as he can, or it'll fall apart, and then the minicons pass, Fred goes, it's the minicons, like they haven't been here this whole show,
0: Um, and then Optimus says, follow those, so Blur goes faster. (laughs) Yes! And back on the other side of the universe, Nemesis Prime is now a building set after being shot with the Requiem Blaster. (laughs) Demolisher picks up one piece of him, but then it glows and kind of comes to life in his hand. Yeah, like twitches and the wires move around. This is actually pretty
1: creepy. Um, So he drops it, and the Autobots struggle to get up. Like, they they
0: can't move. Actually, Hotshot says he can't feel his legs. That's dark. Yeah, he's like, I I don't think I can stand up. And Megatron thinks, well, this isn't going to be much of a challenge. But he gets the gun ready to finish this now. But Starscream's like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Why don't we take them hostage? So kind of like you said before, where Megatron or Starscream's like, no. Is Starscream trying to buy the Autobots time? Again, like I've said before, if they if this had have been,
1: if they had have ditched the um, what what do they call pokey formers? halfway through the series and gone on to this let's get back to Cybertron battle storyline, this would be great because you could give Starscream time to realize he does feel emotions and and yeah. whatever. I mean, we've complained about this long enough. There's just not enough time to do the big things they're trying to do. Uh, but what I do like is that like he said, Starscream says, whoa, whoa, whoa. what if we keep them in host- as hostages? And Megatron says, I don't like that idea. But what if instead we kept
0: them as hostages? <laughs> we can use them as decoys later, he says. But he, yeah. it's the exact same idea, but he's glad he thought of it. And uh, he orders Demolisher to take them back to the ship. And then Demolisher says something to Hotshot, like on your feet or whatever. I gave you an order. And the Hotshot tries to attack him, but he just falls on his face as soon as he stands up. And it looks like Starscream is... Trying to help Hotshot up, but Hotshot's like, you're just a deserter. And Starscream's like, I'm a Decepticon. Like, again, if I knew that there was
1: another 20 episodes, this would be such a great setup for when I know they're going to fight later. But now it's just I'm not invested. Uh, But what is very cool here is that all those parts of Nemesis Prime scattered everywhere suddenly come back together, like you said, T-1000 styles. Oh, yeah. And he's back, and there's this great shot of he stands up and his face is still mangled and all like parts are hanging out. And as he looks at Megatron, his face molds back together. Awesome shot.
0: And then he just tackles Megatron, rips his tank gun clean off, tosses that, and then just grabs Megatron by the face. Uh, But then he charges at Demolisher
1: and all I could think was Optimus Primal, because he running. Optimus Primal,
0: the way he's, yeah, it's, uh, whatever they call that. But uh, then this sword just appears in his hand, and he slams Demolisher down, and just cuts off all his shoulder guns. And I'm thinking, yeah. is he going to have bandages on them again, like he did that <laughs> other time?
1: <laughs> it He he hacks the Decepticons up pretty good, because then he goes after Starscream, slices off, I think, the sword wing. So he he basically takes away their weapons,
0: hacks them up, and then notices, finally, Hotshot and Red Alert again. Yeah, and they're like, I think we've been spotted. Uh, um. And then there's this quick shot of a green beam of energy approaching the planet. And when Nemesis Prime goes to attack the Autobots, he just jumps high in the air. He's got the sword out. And when he laughs, it's exactly sideways. So pretty good idea who this really is. This beam of energy just out of nowhere, out of the sky, just flattens him. Yeah.
1: He's like out of the picture. Well, out of the frame at least. Um, and the all the Transformers are down in the ground. Like they all get blasted to the ground trans, uh, Decepticons and Autobots. Yeah,
0: there's like this crater in between them now. Yeah. <laughs> where this thing hit.
1: And then five Minicons. For a brief second, I was like, I should try to figure out who those are. And then realized why. This show wouldn't put the effort in for me. Yeah, I'm not gonna One of
0: them's jolt, one of them's the, the crane one long arm or lift or whatever his name was. Yeah. But they basically come down and say, Peace and love and the fighting must end. Uh,
1: so they give all the Transformers new paint jobs.
0: Yeah, they start glowing and on the ground the five Transformers are instantly repaired and yeah, their colors change and now Starscream is blue but he he does he's not just blue he looks at himself and says i look like thundercracker and
1: i thought we we haven't met thundercracker
0: yeah exactly at least not in in this but yeah he is the exact colors even the red trim like he looks very much like the toy of thundercracker actually yeah I, you know what i
1: gotta say i like those i was gonna say i like those colors better on him not on star screen but those colors on that model look they look better Oh, yeah. I I do like a lot of the colors, although the the one dumb thing, this actually pissed me off quite a bit, is that uh, Megatron sits up and goes, ah, I'm now Galvatron. And I was like, that's it? That's all it takes? Yeah, exactly. All you are is new... Paint. That's it. Yeah, you. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure there's a whole need to be born again yeah. before you become Galvatron.
0: Plus, Galvatron and Megatron are not the same fucking guy. Like, oh, Galvatron is chaotic evil up to fucking twelve. Never mind eleven. Megatron was there was a little bit of sense in there. <sighs> so back on the Autobot ship, uh, Optimus says, "Hey, um,
1: uh, hoist or whoever it is, blur, can you launch me an overload?" And I don't know who. Oh.
0: Why, hello, good sir. It is once again I, Herman J. Pecawina, here with toy and happiness for. Here, snort this cocaine. I'm
1: back and I'm cooked up! That's right, baby. It's 1980s heaven all over again. Hey, am I still a model? Let's find out! I am! <laughs> hey, here's a Nemesis Prime in an overload for you, fucks! Now, where's Steve? I got a bet for that.
0: that I've made a huge mistake no honky horn this time no John no honky horn no honky horn for anyone okay
1: well anyway um Optimus and this I guess we'll call him a transformer called overload we don't ever see a robot mode uh they get blasted at the planet overload looks like a giant
0: container and then they combine. Yeah, because Overload, whatever it is, just forms these huge friggin' shoulder cannons, like main gun of the SDF-1 fucking shoulder cannons, and Optimus blasts Nemesis Prime with those and tells Megatron... Uh, use the requiem blaster on him and megatron's like that's galvatron to you yeah uh, I, I jumped over that part uh this is kind of important they land and megatron's
1: about to kill optimus and optimus is like wait 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 a second and then this giant nemesis prime like godzilla sized nemesis prime comes out of the ground oh yeah huge yeah and and like you said optimus and uh he, i think optimus even says megatron he's like it's galvatron he yeah. said <laughs> and then they both blast nemesis prime and then he melts into a hologram of Sideways, which was expected
0: but weak. Yep, and he just disappears, or does he evaporate? Because the expression on Sideways' face, he looks defeated. He does, he uh, does. Yeah. But that doesn't matter, because nothing matters, because Armada. <laughs> and the ground starts tearing apart under them, and... The whole the planet. The suggests... They retreat, and Megatron agrees, but first, and he blasts the Autobot ship with the Requiem blaster, and it starts to go down, so why didn't he ever do that before in space? Anyway. Eh, Who knows? But
1: uh, we leave on a really good cliffhanger. The Decepticons warp away, and the Autobots on the ground uh, start running to get back on the ship, and the ship is careening down towards the planet as the entire planet is ripping apart.
0: The Decepticons ended up on the same planet as Red Alert and Hotshot, and I guarantee you, it turns out to be Unicron, not because their ship got pulled into the same vortex the Autobots went through. No, that'd make too much sense. They got here because they followed Red Alert's signal that he sent to the Autobots from the other side of the universe. Uh, that's too stupid to worry about. But the Decepticons intentionally came to this planet because they detected two Autobots. Who gives a shit about two Autobots stranded on a planet on the other side of the universe, Megatron? Now's your chance to get to Cybertron ahead of these guys and get the ball rolling on whatever it is you're going to do to conquer it. If you picked up Red Alert's signal, it's a pretty good chance the Autobots, the ones he intended it for, did too. It's not like they're not going to go after their buddies. Better yet, as soon as the Autobots leave to rescue them, conquer Earth. Why not? Can't be that far from it yet. Closer than the other side of the universe at the very least. Should be pretty easy, way easier
1: than. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Zip Pickers Podcast Show. It was Puppet Paul.
0: What did you think of Puppet for real, Motohira, This was a good one. And it kind of dumb how they got to this planet, but incredibly. Like, like I said, if they had all got sucked through the vortex, I'd have no problem with that at all. Now they're here, right? But yeah, they intentionally came here.
1: Like, why? But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> th- that's the weak part. Well, there's a lot of weak parts, but you know what? This episode as a whole would have been a great, like, bottle episode halfway through the season or so. Just, hey, Hotshot and Red Alert end up on a planet, and so do Megatron, Starscream, and Demolisher, and they have to deal with this thing. Obviously, we're pushing the Unicron story, which it, you couldn't have introduced back then, but as a bottle episode, this was actually a fair bit of fun. Uh, we got to meet Nemesis Prime, and it, like like you said, for real MotoHira, solid episode.
0: Yeah, and plus... I always like it when Optimus and Megatron have to work together to do something. Even though the last thing they ever want to do is work together, they'd realize it's the only choice. So just I don't know if that's the first time they've had to do it yet. But In uh, this
1: series, I think it is.
0: Well, and especially where Optimus, where he's telling Megatron, use the Requiem Blaster made out of minicons as a weapon like he, like he realizes that's his only choice. Yeah, solid episode,
1: well done Rio Motohira. Uh would recommend. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Uprising. If you want to get riled up, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> Probably. I'm
0: at John Sobey. Paul is at P. McPherson. One. Yeah. Make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to the Parachute Club with. There's <laughs> an obscure reference for it. Yeah. And uh, tell all your friends, let
1: everybody you know. Uh, I forgot to say that you can also email the show uh, through TransformersNitpickers at gmail.com. And I also forgot how, uh, what's. Um I can see you there. Uh, something, something, the, something to the moon. What was that song? That cl- the number one hit they had. Oh, at the feet of the moon. At the feet of the moon, dear listener. I saw you dancing. You were at the feet of the moon, dear listener. Go, go, listen to that right now. In fact, you know what? Go listen to it now. Bye.